What's up, my guy? How's everybody doing with Chaos Theory? Welcome to Chaos Theory on Texas Sports Unfiltered on this wonderful hump day, February 28th, as we get rocking and rolling, picking up right after where Bucky and BK left off here. Myself, my partner, Rodney Rodriguez, a.k.a. Double R. You can find me on Twitter, not the fake wags. You can find Double R on there at the Rodney R. And then also on the Instagram at the underscore Rodney R. I'm on the Instagram at the Wagner Wire and all other social media platforms as well. If you are mobile, hit us up on that code at text line 512-222-9328. Subscribe to that YouTube channel if you hadn't done so already. Make sure that you are rocking and rolling and getting your questions and comments in on this channel, baby. All right, my guy. It is uh, athlete of the weekday. We do have a, we got a contender. We got a contender to say the least. She'll be at the bottom of the hour, but we also got some Texas basketball to talk about is BK and Bucky just alluded to it. And the aforementioned Brock Cunningham getting his name up in the rafters, maybe one more time up in Lubbock as we uh, send it off right. No more, uh, no more basketball games, at least in the Big 12 between these two schools. Um, but yeah, Brock Cunningham uh, with emphatic fashion um, makes one hell of a, and it makes one hell of an exit for himself as he was tossed out, ejected from the game. Flagrant. Two, a flagrant two foul being called on him as BK just showed that clip. Uh, yeah, just laid the guy out. My bit, my the best thing about that was where he just turns up and he goes, What I do, what I do, you know damn well what you did, Brock. Everybody in the stands, everybody watching the game knew exactly what you did. Texas fans, the Texas faithful, burn orange 40 faithful, we loved it, of course. Um, hey, that's a passionate play. Looked like he was going for the ball to me. Maybe he should have been a flagrant one, not a flagrant two. But, I mean, whatever. Well, I didn't see a punch thrown, Rodney. The the whole thing was, you know, Texas had the game in hand by that point. But then when you do that, I mean, that's that. You you remember in football season when I was talking about, you know, on the way out of the Big 12, the exclamation mark, boom, there you go, Texas Tech. Well, Brock was listening to you. Yeah, yeah, apparently so, because, you know, they had Joey McGuire, Flavor Flav. I heard Ric Flair was there. I, I think I missed that part. Ric Flair it, was not there. Oh, okay. I, 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 you, I, I are heard, you making that shit up? Ric no, Flair I, was I, not I, there. I heard he was there. I, I don't know why he would be in Lubbock. But <laughs> but uh, Flavor Flav and, you know, Joey McGuire. It's funny, Joey McGuire comes out, you know, they know they're in our house. I'm like, dude, you got fucking blasted. <laughs> what are you talking about? But I mean, that that look, man, emphatic way to, you know, we, we were concerned yesterday. Remember, I, I wasn't being optimistic about what was well, going to happen. Opti- you were optimistic. I was still pessimistic. Well, I, I was optimistic that we would keep up or the Texas would keep up. Uh, I didn't see that one coming, dude. It was like I, I was sitting in the studio and, I, and I'm sitting here watching the game and, and and my wife walks in and she's like, why are you still watching this? It's out of control. I'm like, uh, that's why I'm still watching it because yeah. it's out of control. And uh, there, there's your there's that statement win that they needed. And so do you think, Wags, is that whole thing with Brock? I mean, is that something is that something that can just totally change the rest of the path for this no. year? Is that no, one I of those? No, 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 no. Is that one of those things to where, you know, we, we saw Asian was coming out of his shooting, shooting slump and everything. Is that something right there that can just kind of be that kick in the ass that this team needed? Just like that motivation. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, Rodney, it, you got to have the horses, man. Um, you, you just really do. And it, and we, we don't have enough horses. Um, we got some horses, but we don't have enough horses. Uh, I mean, hell, BYU beating Kansas last night. I mean, this 
Big 12 is all over the place. Not not to mention, not just the Big 12, Rodney. It's yeah. college basketball is all over the place, man. You yeah. got to have more than just two shooters show up on a night, you know, night in and night out. And it, it, it's great to see, you know, Ace Smith get back and out of his funk, man. Um, got busted up a little bit, too. Maybe that was enough to kind of, you know, galvanize him and, and uh, make him come out of that funk. But no, he, I mean, it looked like he was coming out firing on all cylinders last night. Like last night was just the game for, for Ace Smith to kind of snap the streak. Hopefully he continues. Hopefully he doesn't regress a little bit and go back into a little bit of a slump. Um, but look, it, it, it wasn't just Aismas either. It was it, it felt like the entire team was playing with Four confidence. Dudes. I mean, 20 yeah. points going into halftime. I mean, you get, it's the complete polar opposite of what you saw going up against Houston and going up against Kansas. I mean, and, and look, it, it's not like th- this team doesn't have the fight going up against Houston or Kansas. It's just it, it's very tough. Uh, uh to go in and, well, I don't know, unless you're BYU. BYU somehow goes into Fog Allen and, you know, snaps a 19-game home win streak. And, hell, I don't, I don't, or or was it 2019? I don't think they've lost in Fog Allen since 2019. Um, yeah, that's what it was. It's not a home win streak. It's a, it was like a 16-game streak or something like, I, I can't fucking remember. I got to pull the stat up. I had the stat. But anyways, it's hard to win in Fog Allen, but yet alone, BYU was able to do it last night. Um, look, you know, Houston wasn't able to go up there and get the job done. Just sometimes the shooters don't show up. Right. Um, last night, it, look, you could also sit there and say that Texas tech probably played one of their worst halves of, uh, worst first half of basketball that I've seen all, all season long, at least. Um, and, and the Longhorns capitalized on it when Weaver Weaver's playing the two like the two way type of play that he is able to get going after last night. Like he was able to be you know tremendous on defense, but also be a threat on offense as well. Um, every time Weaver touches the ball, or you know it, it, he should at least try to make an attempt to put the ball on the floor and get to the cup. All right, I'm not saying he's going to be successful every time. He's not going to be you know the shooter that you're going to rely on. But if he is an engine, if he's a motor and a facilitator, he can get to the cup. That's going to make the defense kind of transit or rotate over, and somebody's going to get open, Rodney, because a double team has to happen. That leaves Aismas wide open on the perimeter. At least, hell, it could leave the Sioux wide open on the perimeter, and and maybe even you know Hunter slashing to the basket. Mitchell's been able to to get active in that high low situation with the Sioux. I like it. You know, it's things just got to keep continuing to happen, and that hap- and good things happen correctly if you get the ball aggressive and go to the basket and attack. That will, that's what Weaver did. I, not just Weaver. That's what a lot a lot of the Longhorns did last night. And it worked, hell, it worked out, you know, to an 81-69 uh, victory, Rodney. Well, this is what this is what we've been looking for. You know, we, we, we've been talking about, you know, who's who's going to become the shooter. I mean, who's going to become, who, who's the one that's going to step up? And then you got four dudes in double figures. I mean, you know that, you know, DeSue's going to be in double figures. I mean, that, that's your guy. We said if Tech, stops and, and that would have been the thing last night if tech would have been able to to stop dylan to that would have been the thing where with everybody else stepping up i mean with Asmus coming out of the coming out of the slump right there hopefully some that's going to be something that continues with weaver with 15 and and then with shedrick you know we've been waiting for that yeah. as well i mean he you, gets you know what else we dominated on last night that it was like a true anomaly something that usually never fucking happens mm-hmm. we we out rebounded a team yeah. by 14 boards big time Big time. It was it was total domination. I mean, it it was it was from the time that it was from the time that the ball went in the air 
is just total domination. And then when you had what happened right there with Brock Cunningham, that was just kind of that that other um, that took the wind out of the sails of that crowd because you know you knew that at some point that crowd was going to try to will their team back into the fucking ball game. But when you but when you have that happening. That some bitch needs to be on special teams for the Longhorns. Can, the can we get one more year out of be, it? The crowd needed to be contained by the home team. Like, like you, you actually had people from the yeah, hell. You had the home, you had the home coach uh, come out there and say, "Hey, please stop throwing objects on the field." And in response to that, you know, you got Brock Cunningham getting a technical, and then because of the crowd's classless behavior, classless act, they also get a. Uh, a technical as well so or excuse me their actions yeah. make a technical foul violation on um yeah yeah on texas yeah. tech so yeah. uh I, I, again I, both, I, you know acemas hit both the heads and then i forget who the uh the shooter for texas tech um connected it might have been no i, I can't no, i can't i like coach grant or, or coach mccaslin I, I like that dude but but when he has to come out and do this hey right here everybody listen Everything that gets thrown on the floor, we're going to get a technical foul. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me. It's got to stop. Yeah, and that um, pretty classes. I mean, I totally get it. I mean, it was a, it was a dirty play. It means it's absolute dirty play. Well, and was it a dirty play? It looked like a passionate play. Well, I, I mean, you call it what you want. I'm going to call it what I want. It, I, I, I'm calling it a passionate play. I don't think it was dirty. You you. The Look, intent was pretty obviously, clear. Obviously, the shoulder got thrown, right? Um, that, that's In my book, that's not a flagrant two. That's a flagrant one, but you got to throw a punch. You got to throw a punch, or, or an, an arm has to extend. Somebody's got to draw some blood here. Somebody's yeah. got to get kicked in the well, dick to be a flagrant two. And and I got to give it to the dude. I got to give it to the dude from Tech. When it happened, the dude jumps up, and, it, and he just looks over at Brock, and he's like, I, I think he, just, he was like, dude, what the fuck? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, no need to no need to get you know whatever. I mean, it wasn't anything that he did that caused the whatever was going on. But and I think the whole thing for the tech fans they were getting their ass slaughtered. So I think that was the other part of it. Some of them people have been waiting there since Friday, wags, to get in that son of a bitch. Oh Co my god, Co oh. That's what I say, co-parter. Oh man, it's just hey, you know what? It's just good basketball. And and I, I had a friend text me last night, a, a tech fan, a, a tech alum that lives right down the road from me. And he's like, yeah, I bet you fucking love that play because it's your team. I'm like, dude, I'd have loved it if it was your team. That's the kind of that that's the kind of aggressiveness that you want to see right there. I, well, like I mean, it was like Brock. Brock was just getting after like Brock. Brock knew it was his last time in Lubbock or, or at least he you could feel that atmosphere. Right. And Brock, you know. He was a big reason why we were so successful on the boards last night. Um, Mitchell, Mitchell gathering eight boards. You know, not being that much of a contributor on the point side of the things, but hell, you know, being able to collect second chance or getting second chance uh, baskets and, and whatnot. You know, collecting eight rebounds himself. Um, look, the, the team played fantastic last night, Rodney, and that was the oh, anomaly absolutely. last night. That was the total. You want to know why we dominated? It's because we won the glass. We we yep. we beat the uh, the opposition yep. by fourteen boards. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's that turns in that turns into um, opportunities, man. It just, I don't, it, it's it, it's so fucking easy this game, right? This this basketball game, it's so easy to understand where your uh, deficiencies are and where you know where you're vulnerable at and how to correct it. But 
I, I don't know. Like, the stats don't lie, Rodney, but yet sometimes you, you just can't get the right – maybe it's a personnel thing. It's got to be a personnel thing for this team because um, I I don't understand why it works some nights and other nights it's it's just absolutely off or, or bullshit. But this was this was a nice surprise to, to see this me. team out-rebound the team by 14 boards and for me to have to come on here and eat crow. I love nothing better, nothing better in the morning than eating Longhorn crow. Hey man, I, I'm totally with you, and and it's like you're waiting for the run to happen. I mean, you're you're waiting for this. I mean, with that with that lead, the way it kept growing, it's like okay, well, Isaac, thank you. I, I I I couldn't remember if it was Isaacs or not, but I thought it yeah. was. Yeah, it, it was like growing. Hey, uh, code of text line. Uh, remember that thing is open and rolling. Two 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 nine three two eight. Longhorn and Lubbock, a tech fan at the game last night, actually told me he thinks uh, they're the Eagle fans of college sports. That's exactly what they were fucking acting like last night. I can tell you throwing shit on the court like that and, and you're, you're not too far very, removed from it right right you're you, you pretty, know pretty much Red Red on, what, you're, you're not too far removed from from eagle fans i mean it's you're not really throwing you know stone snowballs at santa claus or whatnot but only because it wasn't snowing santa wasn't there um but still like it's you guys don't have a a, a lot to write home about in terms of being classy or or, or hosting uh, someone at your venue. We'll just say that. Um, and of course, you know, there's a lot of people that think that the, you know, the burnt orange found, you know, factory or whatnot puts off some cheap shots and what, whatever, what have you. Um, I'll go back to it last night. I'm going to double down on it. I don't think it was a dirty play. Um, it was a passionate and aggressive play. Did Brock know what he was doing? Absolutely. I don't think that he was intending to get a flagrant two out of the old you know ordeal but i definitely think he was trying to rouse you know rile the crowd up and you know try and get under the skin of the red raiders and it looks like he accomplished what he was set out to do yeah i mean i'll double back on my comment right there about the dirty i mean i think what i mean is that uh, the premeditation as the play is happening it's like okay here's what i'm gonna do and and it really was I think it was just kind of one of those wow factors. It was a pop factor right there to where it's like, okay, I'm going to energize this crowd and I'm going to take the total wind out of these guys and and we're just going to continue to dominate them. And that's exactly what they did. And for Brock Cunningham, like you were, I mean, I know folks joke around. It's his 10th year here and all this other shit. Eight. Eight, a, right? I know, I know, but but I saw ten. That's, still a long time. that's, the, but, that's one hell of a, a tour, but, man. But it's like, I mean, what a way to go out. I mean, that's a lasting impression right there. That thing is going to be played over and over. Oh and yeah, over. it's oh, like yeah. I'm on I'm on Twitter on another screen over here, and every time I scroll, boom, there it is, and it's pissed off tech people replaying it. Then it's tech Texas people replaying it, and it's one of those Longhorn moments where you're like, that's the fucking intensity you want. That's the intensity you want out of this basketball club. Um, well, it almost kind of backfired. I thought it was getting ready to backfire because as soon as that happened, they hit their technical free throws and everything, and then the ball got in play. They came down, and you know, I, I forget who hit the first tray, but then it almost seemed like they went on a, a 6-0 run. You know, and then finally we were able to, to apprehend things in, in – Get things uh, calm down and continue to cruise and kind of run the damn thing out. But yeah, um, tremendous first half, and it all comes down. If you really want to look at the bottom line out of everything, yeah, you had some key contributors, a lot of Longhorns getting in double digits, but the big red, uh, you know, red line or you know, 
red stat that pops off your 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 uh, stat sheet here is the fact that we out rebounded a team by fourteen boards last night. That was yep. the that was the tell of the tape, if you ask me, man. And in my opinion, Wags, you know, when we talk about, you know, struggling with, with shooting from, you know, field goal shooting and, and, and so forth and so on, it's one of those things to where you're struggling off of the glass. You're going to be, you're going to be struggling to, to shoot because your shots are, are minimal. But when you control the boards like you do, I think that really affords the opportunity. And that's why you see four guys in double figures and one guy yeah, with nine. Getting, yeah. getting to the charity stripe too. Right. I mean, you got to get to the free throw exactly. line. The free throw line more than ten times, and that's exactly. what they did against yeah. uh, against Houston. Like that's just you're never going to win the damn game if you go to the charity stripe ten times. Yeah, you, yeah. You just it, it just it just makes the game easier. I mean, it, it's one of those things, and 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 the boards are so important. I mean, you gotta you gotta control those, and you know, for Texas, thirty one defensive rebounds, dude. Th there's the difference right there. Tech had twenty. I mean, you talked about the massive difference with thirty-one fucking defensive rebounds. And, and it's, it's not just that either. I mean, that's that's fantastic. But also, you go back to to Weaver's play, right? Weaver being able to be aggressive and putting the ball on the floor and going towards the you know the hoop, uh, and that that's kind of what like he's not you know able to connect and and hit you know big shots or whatnot. But he's able to get to the damn line because he's so flashy and, and he get he's going to get you know, fouled or whatnot, uh, going to connect some and ones. Um, but yep. he, he was tremendous from the free throw line last night. You, or if you're able to replicate that, maybe it doesn't come from Weaver every night, but maybe it's got to come from somebody besides Acemas and it's got to come from somebody besides the You got to have someone step up and help out at least these two main, uh, catalysts of your, of your offense, right? You got to have some cogs step up, some supporting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, characters step up and and you know help out the rest of the, of your main shooters, man. If you can continue to do that, you might have a run at this thing. Um, uh, look, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you put your if you put your destinations and your hopes on the Sweet 16, you're gonna be let down. I'm I'm just telling you right now. Like uh, that was my that was my thought going into this thing was can the Longhorns at least get to the Sweet 16? I was hoping for it. Um, you got to prepare yourselves for it, reality here, guys. What you saw last night was fantastic, but it's not gonna be night in and night out. It's Honestly, it's going to be on on the polar end of that thing where we're out rebounded because that's just that's the identity of this team. But hell, it's great when it it's great when it's the other side. That's for sure. When yeah. when we do rebound and out rebound the other team, you get results like that. And um, hopefully, hopefully they come a lot more than what we've seen. Well, and I got to tell you, Wags, I think the I'm important not trying part to sour. I'm not trying to sour. A, you know, about no, a, a no. great night. I'm just no. being realistic. I I think the important part is, I mean, you want to be playing your best basketball as you go into March. And we are fucking going into March. The next game is going to be in March. So you want to, I mean, you want to, this team last night, dude, they look confident. I mean, they look confident. The coach looked passionate. I mean, this really seemed like, I mean, but it goes back to what you're saying. I mean, how many times can you put this together? I mean, you're coming off of laying, laying a couple of pretty good eggs right there against some really good teams, and, and you had the Kansas State game there in the middle. But, you know, the good thing about this, what, what this hopefully does or will do, I mean, I haven't looked at the latest. I, I did. I looked at the latest projection. Texas hadn't moved yet because it hadn't been updated. But maybe, if anything, this is going to kind of kind of position you in a little bit better place once it comes tournament time to where, to where maybe you get out of the first weekend where we were talking about yesterday to where it's like you're, you're going to you're going to win the first game maybe and then you're going to get beat Saturday or Sunday maybe it positions you a little bit better to get into the second weekend I, I don't know I mean it's it's you can't you can't at the same time it's fun to celebrate this because you beat the shit out of your 
I guess you're rival. right. You can call him one of you can call him one of your rivals. Yeah, yeah, one of your rivals. But like you're saying, at the same time, I mean, don't don't sit here and hang your hat and be waiting for Sue Patrick and them to be uh, printing you out Sweet Sixteen shirts because it it's just it not there. Ever. It's not there, man. It's not there. Uh, and, yeah, and, gotta love you. Gotta love you. Thrive on this win too long, you could lose your next two that you should win. That's right. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You just never that's, know. That's a whole part. Yep. So, yeah, Texas takes home the victory 81 to 69 up in Lubbock. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm coincidentally wearing my damn uh, with Buddy Holly glasses here, you know, from Lubbock, Texas. By God. Oh, that's Anyways. right. Uh, what else we got going on on the docket here besides uh, Texas basketball? How about that baseball team, dude? How about that baseball team? Once again, I'll tell you, man, uh, my man Jalen Flores, six RBIs, two home runs, just uh, incredible at the plate, 13 hits, a massive win there, 15-4, to four, just a great showing right there uh, over at the dish by the Texas uh, uh, and w Gasparino. A great night for him as well. Four RBIs. This is uh, this is a baseball team. Freshman of but, the year, baby, already. Freshman of the year. But we're, we're about to find out. We're about to find out how good they are. And we're going to find out real yeah. early because this, uh, this, this weekend trip to Minute Maid Park, you get a couple of heavy, heavy hitters right there in the middle. And Texas State ain't no slouch when it comes to baseball. Yeah, the sweet games are going to start, you know, trickling away a little bit as the cupcake teams uh and you want to have cupcakes. I wouldn't really. I don't the want to Tuesday call them night cupcakes. games are good for that. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday I don't. I don't want to call them cupcakes, but I mean, out, out of conference, non-conference, uh, yeah. non-conference beginning of the season games. You know what I mean? Confidence building games, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also give you know gets you in the right direction, gets you uh, a temperature, a gauge on what your team's cooking with here. Um, and yeah, it looks like the Longhorns got things cooking on all on, you know all the right burners and firing on all the right cylinders and whatnot. But yeah, the real test, um, the litmus test is is coming up here, going down to Houston here, Rodney. Um, yeah, we'll man. know a little bit more about this team after this weekend. Um, but but yeah, dude, you got to love what David Pierce has got cooking up. I don't know how f I. I don't know. If I can go and sit there and say that this team's going to Omaha immediately, right? I'd like to, I'd like to get at least two more weeks of play. I mean, anybody can sit there and say, "Oh yeah, everyone are Omaha, fire it off." Let's you know, let's head on up there to Nebraska, right? Now. I think that's where it's at, Omaha, Nebraska, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, kidding, I'm kidding, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Omaha, we're Ohio. Gonna, we're gonna fire up the wagons and head to Omaha, Ohio, and you know. We'll be, uh, you know, college baseball champions here. I don't want to sit there and, and give that proclamation just yet. You know, everybody can can say that just as the, the season's starting or whatnot. I do want to kind of get a good feel for this team. Um, but, yeah, I love what I'm seeing so far in the first two weeks, Rodney. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Hey, right quick, back to the Coda text line. We'll kind of jump back to basketball right quick. Uh, 512-294 number. And again, if you guys put your put your handle in there, if you had a handle at the other place, um, and if you didn't have a handle, make yourself one up, and we'll get it in there. That, that way we can refer to you that way. Good question right here. Is Brock the fan favorite, <laughs> fan favorite basketball horn over the last decade or eight years, um, to be correct? I, I, I think a lot of people really do. Because um, I, I saw him called a gym rat there, kind of a heart and soul dude. I mean, he he's kind of one of those dudes you, you just root for him. Where where the dude comes out and is it's like, oh hell, favorite. I, yeah. I, I think he I think he is a. I mean, he's yeah. definitely a hometown he's hero. He's a local boy, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, 
he's probably the most beloved on the team right now, I would say. Um yeah. between all between the 40 fan base, between the burn 40 fan base, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things to where you, well, you know, honestly, dude, it's gotta be the Sue, right? Like Dylan DeSue, he's a local dude too. I mean, well, and I think the difference is to where DeSue, I mean, obviously that's your guy because, you know, he's 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 a badass. I mean, he's he's the catalyst of this team. But when it comes to uh, when you when you think of kind of like that cog in the wheel, you know, that 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 dude, you know, uh, uh, like a special teams guy in football, you know, it is Brock like Cunningham. Like a Steve Tasker? Like a Steve Tasker. Very well said. Very well said right there. I, I like that. I like that. Good stuff. Uh, but back to Texas baseball. Yeah, when when Friday, good test against number three, LSU. And again, neutral side. All of this happening at Minute Maid Park. Texas State on Saturday. And then you end up the weekend with number nine, um, almost said Vandergrift, uh, Vanderbilt. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's not one of those things to where you want to be, you know, punching tickets to anywhere yet. But if you take a couple of those... I'm thinking, well, you know, I mean, it's a long season. Uh, a lot of things happen, and rotations have to keep rotating. Guys have to keep hitting. You can't get in a funk. You can't get the yips, and you can't go into 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 a, a hitting uh, slump or anything like that. But I think if you come through this weekend in Houston in a neutral site like that against that kind of competition, man, that tells that's going to tell you how good this David this David Pierce team is. And so far, they seem to be pretty damn good because they're winning and they're winning emphatically at this point. All right, my guy, it's, it's almost that time. You want to go with, let's go with Tom McKay and audiovisual consultations real quick before we bring up athlete of the week here. Um, you guys know the drill. If, you know, I'm watching, you know, Vanderpump rules. If I'm watching Real Housewives of any given city in America and all that, you know, great television. I'm, I'm kidding, guys. Usually I'm watching sports, but sometimes I got to acquiesce and, you know, watch something that the wife wants to watch too. I'll even like my, you know, my anime with Gundam and, you know, beat Cowboy Bebop and all kinds of stuff like that. But sports is on the menu and it's on the, the agenda for most of the day. And that's usually what we rock with, with audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. That's abconsultations.com. 35 years. You guys know the drill since 1988. Been setting the standard in audiovisual automation. Go to the gallery of projects they got on their website to get an idea of maybe what you want in your house if you don't want these two flat screen TVs in the arcade units like I have in my own. Or the four TVs that BK has in his um, apartment or in his condo. Make sure you give Tom McCain audiovisual consultations a call. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. Boom. Good folks. Tom McKay is the man. Tom McKay is the man. Hey, before athlete of the week, uh, mm -hmm. talking about tournament time, talking about MLB baseball, about Otani in his spring training debut. Uh, How yesterday. about that? Boom, gone. Yeah, nice. Are Not you um? Are, are you laying? Are you going to lay down any futures bets this year? You going to do anything uh, on bet US for I, futures? I'm sure I probably will. I'm sure I probably will. Um, I'm trying to figure out what. Trying I want to do a futures. What. I want to do a futures on the Orioles, but I don't think like the payoff's not exactly the best payoff anymore, right? Well, like and, I kind and of, you kind of got to put prop bets on there. Maybe maybe the Orioles to win the the World Series. You know what I mean? That's that's a little bit better. But hell, just for them the the pace or not the pace, but the place uh, yeah. in the AL playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. like. I, I almost want to take a flyer and say that the fucking Yankees are going to win the AL East, man. The, you know, that's, it is that's it, better odds. 
I know it's like it's like something like that. I mean, I mean to go down that road because I mean crazy the stuff to, that I'm crazy to think that the Yankees got better odds of winning the East. Yeah, imagine that. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like like the stuff that that I find near and dear to my heart. It's like okay, if I lay a futures bet, I'm not going to win anything because it's like <laughs> you know, big surprise. Speaking of the future, away from you. Futures bets, Bet US, the best online sports book and casino out there. Game lines, props, over, unders, futures, you name it, they've got it. Uh, college basketball, you've got uh, conference championships coming up. You've got the big dance coming up. Of course, you've got NBA, NHL, NASCAR, and a whole lot more. If you're checking in here on the uh, YouTube feed, just drop below the video description that gives you our full lineup from 8 to 5 each and every Monday through Friday right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Click there. $50 deposit, you're locked in and ready to go. If you're listening on that free Texas Sports Unfiltered app, explore our socials, go there. Same scenario, as they say, uh, as the smart people say. Same scenario. I say scenario. Go there, lay yourself down a $50 uh, deposit, and get yourself going. Once again, the best place to bet on sports is Bet US, And I think it's that time. It is that time. You all know the drill. It is time for Athlete of the Week. Our athlete, our athlete this week comes from California. She was born in California, but she played volleyball at Marshall University for the Thundering Herd. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, is she thunderous? It is Kayla Simmons, the oh! volleyball, volleyball extraordinaire, um, deemed the number one sexiest volleyball player in the world. Um, and yeah, uh, guys, I think... You know, I think we got a winner, athlete of the week. Wow, that yep. might be the that might be the best all time so far. What's her name? Um, Kayla Simmons. Um, I'm gonna go with um Kayla Detmer, Michaela Detmer. Um, I think she's probably the most attractive ass athlete that I have seen. But yeah, um, jokes aside, I'm concerned about your bullpen wags. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm, I'm concerned about my bullpen just a a bit too. Yeah. But we got to. Man, sure right. that closing spot, that's for sure. But right now, there is no concerns about Kayla Simmons. Right now, I give a shit less about your bullpen. Of the week, ladies Man, and gentlemen. That is a beauty right there. Well done. Well done. That um, That is going to be, that. that's going to be number one of all time. And Michael C. agrees right there. I don't know, that, if, it's, uh, I don't know if it's going to be number one of all time. I don't uh, know if it's number one of all time. Good, good for now. Number yeah. one of 2024, that's for sure. Number one since yeah since we since we started since we started since we started so uh, yeah nice you colored got... dental floss she's wearing nice pick for athlete of the week hey man sometimes I win sometimes I shine it's well sometimes done sometimes I shine and don't forget Again, you guys you guys can make your contributions you for your candidates make sure you hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram preferably Instagram I'm at uh, the Wagner Wire and Rodney is at the underscore Rodney R on Instagram. All right, wow. All right. What else we got? Oh, man. After that, I mean, I don't really care for anything else. <laughs> Winifer Fernandez. Oh, now see, Sal, I actually, I actually know who Winifer Fernandez is. There's, um, there's some famous back shots of, or I guess shots from the rear of, uh, <laughs> of Winifer. Um, yeah, that matter of fact, very known for the short shorts. Yeah. Winifer is right. Well, and and the one the one that I keep getting, I've gotten it f from three different uh, TSU's. I've actually got it from three different TSU's. Is uh, Grace Cheris uh, golf? So don't worry, 
she's in there. She she is in the mix. Hell, we may. I don't think we've done her yet. Who? Uh, I'm pretty sure we've done her. Gracie. Her name is Grace Cheris. Maybe we did her already. I don't know. I think we. I think we did, Rodney. You were probably drinking when we did her. Oh well, you know, well, that's usually what or happens. Phrasing. You were probably when drinking when we showcased her. Oh, okay. I was going to say when I do people, I'm usually drinking. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's actually the other way around. <laughs> when people do me, they're usually drinking. That's kind does, of the, does, the story. Does Tracy about. listen to this show? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes she does because so when do we did this, do you catch heaters when you get off here? Sometimes because sometimes when I get off the show and I come downstairs to fill my water up, no, I get I the bombastic side eye because I, 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 sometimes no. I'm, I'll, I'll be talking some crazy smack about some women or whatnot, or hell, even yeah. my own wife. And my wife yeah. will hear me and be like, Are you serious? No. You really told him that story? I don't get it. I, it. You know, she doesn't give me shit. I'll tell you, Tracy actually listens to Bucky and BK more than anything else because when we went to Louisiana. You know, we're driving home, and she had never met Bucky before. And she's oh. like, Bucky is the sweetest oh. man in the world. Ride the car with him. This guy is so nice. I'm like, that fucking guy? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she'll listen to Bucky and BK. She, but, uh, yeah, us every now and then. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff right there. Did you watch um, any NBA last night? I didn't do. I was I was consumed with uh, waiting for Texas basketball. I was watching Houston and Baylor, so it was all college basketball for me last night. But I it, I saw that Cleveland, I saw Cleveland. that Cleveland did something kind of special right there at the end. Uh, well, well, I mean, it wasn't really Cleveland. It was Max Struess. Max Struess right. did something incredibly special. Um, seven. Uh, what did he go? Uh, he hit, I th I think he went seven for ten. Seven for ten from the three point line. I don't have the box where I'll pull it up here in just a second. I think he went seven for ten from the three point line. Uh, though, matter of fact, uh, I think his only points were were threes. Yeah. Um, but not to mention he went five. He hit five. What twelve? He had twelve consecutive points in the closing seconds or the closing minutes of the game. Um, Doncic was able to uh, you know hit a dime. I forget who actually is the the person that tallied in the basket underneath or. Tallied in the two-pointer underneath the basket, uh, right as um, what three three seconds were going there. But then mm -hmm. Cleveland, you know, they don't elect to take a timeout. Struce dribbles the ball, gets it to about half court, and then pulls up in form, Ste kind of Steph Curry kind of form, right, to where it's lunged just a little bit, but still able to keep his like actual shot going down instead of like a, a desperation heave. It looked like an actual shot. It looked like you know he had some shooters touch to it, right. I mean, mm -hmm. and was there any shooters touch to it at all, Rodney? Holy shit. Didn't even touch the rim. Didn't touch any metal, any iron at all. Nothing but net. All you saw was a tickle of the twine, and it splashed up, man. Making Cleveland the winner there, beating the Mavericks in dramatic fashion last night. Yeah, uh, fantastic man. finish. Mostly all done by Max Struess himself. Yeah, 121-119 Cleveland with the win over Dallas right there. Uh, it, it, it was uh, one of those where in the old days, as we used to say on the playground, it ripped the net. It ripped the net. Just chain. We didn't really have nets where I was. We had chains the back chains. in my place. You remember those? That that was always pretty cool. You had the chains. You hear the ching. You hear the ching. Bling. Yeah. Like, yeah the man. nets were good, but the chains were were usually you know at the playgrounds or on the you know at the parks where we were hooping at or whatnot. But yeah, Struce last night though, man, uh, seven for twelve. Excuse me, seven for twelve from the field. He went seven for ten. Uh, from three-point land, and of course, all of his baskets were uh, were threes. 
Minus 21, though. That's crazy. Minus 21 in terms of plus minus. Sometimes that just doesn't equate. Yeah. Plus minus, man. Sometimes yeah. it just doesn't equate. But yeah, I mean, just drilled the damn three with, you know, with time expiring uh, to send the Mavericks, you know, home losers out of Cleveland. But yeah, it looked like the, it looked like the Mavericks were going to be able to shore it up. And you know what? Cleveland's not, you know, a, a, a terrible team by any means. They're the second in the East. The problem with the East is just it's too far and few between between right. one and two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that seems to be the whole thing right there to where it's like the East, it's like, okay. There there are some good teams in the East, but then there's like really good teams like, in the East. Like <laughs> the second best team in the East is probably the fifth. Right, in the West. Maybe yeah. the seventh best team in, in the NBA yeah. overall. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, um, yeah. no doubt. You probably got to put ball. You probably got to put Boston as as maybe three or four in the power ranks. The dominant, the stalwarts are just coming out of the West, though, Rodney. I mean, it, it has. Well, it's been that way for the for a, a it's damn been that decade. way forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, it seems forever. Yeah, but I it, remember it, when the East used back when you know the days of Jordan or whatnot. That's when oh, the yeah. East kind of dominated. But now it's it's been the it's been the West show for a while now, man. Wow, man, it, it it's been the West. I mean, you you think about the West days. I mean, it was even back, you know, right right when the San Antonio you know run started. That's I mean, that, usually when it's yeah when yeah. when San Antonio started going with their twenty year dynasty. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's but, when the I mean the West just started the the tail almost ride the coattails off of San Antonio, honestly. It really was. I mean, because you'd get to the finals there with San Antonio, and they would like demolish, you know, whoever it was that came out of the East. I mean, in, in those days, it was like the like you're talking about right there. Whoever San Antonio or whoever may have snuck in, like even Dallas, you know, when they would sneak in, it was like they were playing the the sixth or seventh best team in the league, you know, stacked behind the West. So it it really seems like that's still where we are. But um, but I don't know, man. You got some good ones in the East. I, I mean, you do have some good ones in the East. I mean, Boston. Um, I, I don't know. Who do you have in the East? I mean, do, do you still think I, it's ball? I got ball. It's Boston. Okay. I'd like yeah. to see what Miami's going to do towards the the end of this thing. Usually, they make a splash or or a run at something. But right now, man, I mean, San Francisco or San Francisco, um, the Seventy Sixers without Embiid, they're they're not. I mean, Maxi's fantastic. He's having a great breakout year, but it's just not going to happen. There's not enough pieces there. Um, uh, and look, I mean Milwaukee. Let let's let's be absolutely real with this thing. You, you know, I don't care if it's Dame time or not. Milwaukee's not capturing this thing. It's no. not going to happen for Dame. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't get past Boston. If you can't get past Boston, you can't get past any team in the West. So uh, yeah. that, that's that's my that's my prediction. Um, Boston will represent in uh, you know represent the the East in terms of of fighting for the Larry O'Brien uh, or contending for the Larry O'Brien, but you. Who's coming out of the West? I, I I have no clue. I want to tell you Denver, but Denver's sitting at four. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, mm -hmm. It's it's nuts. Uh, it, Minnesota. I mean, guy Edwards. Edwards is fantastic. I mean, Minnesota might be one of the shocking teams of the year so far, right? To see the Timberwolves being able to do this. Um, maybe maybe they are a legit juggernaut. We'll see. Uh, they're, they're, I, I just I I don't know about the West yet. I can't figure it out. There's so, there's still too many good teams oh, that, that, in the yeah. West. It's it, it's going to be another one of those scenarios like we talk about in foot scenarios. I, I think talk. I think the champion will come out of the West. That's oh, not yeah, really a hot take. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I still like, do. I know who it's going to be. It's like when we talk about the NFL, you know, when it's like championship, we, well, not not so much anymore, but where it was like championship Sunday, okay, the Super Bowl is going to be, you know, whatever conference, you know, the AFC or whatever. It's like when you get to, when you get to the Western or, or Conference. Or you knew the, you knew the four teams that were going right. to represent. 
right, right. the conferences. It, and it's like right now in the NBA, and it has been, like we're talking about. When you get to the Western Conference Finals, it's like, okay, there's the finals right there. That matchup right there, that that that's going to be your better matchup. And then you play whoever in these. But I don't know. I, I mean, Boston, the, you know, I, I'm with you. Boston, Boston will rep the East. I, I, I think I'm so. I'm sure Boston will rep the East. And, and, um, that's, I, and that's a nice part. They will that win they, it. Rodney, that, that's a nice part that the, that the West is a juggernaut to where it's like, okay, Boston is probably going to get to the to the finals, but who is going to play them? So so that's a cool part, and that's what kind of keeps the intrigue right there as we get down the road here, getting closer towards towards playoff time. So yeah, yeah, plenty of good basketball coming up right here. And plenty of plenty of question still in the air where it's not a clear cut favorite in the West. Let me ask you something about F1. We've been having about everything, all other sports here, but you guys know that uh, I do like to watch me some uh, some F1, although, um, you know, Hamilton and Mercedes, that's not going to be a thing anymore. That was kind of the guy well, that I like more year. They got one more year. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, the con- like, I really wish they would have been able to renew the contract or whatnot, but yeah. Um, anyways, uh, how about, um, is it Hoover, the general manager for Red Bull? Red Bull? Yeah, um, I, um, uh, Horner, Horner, Horner. Thank you. Horner. Yeah, yeah. I Jack saw Horner, that. Jack Horner from Boogie Nights. <laughs> I, I saw that that's all been um, cleared and and taken care of. So I, I don't know a lot of the details of of what all was going on right there, but uh, I think um, obviously that's good. That um, what, what you don't want is you don't want your principal or a team owner or whatever. You don't want them with a cloud hanging over anything. I, I think in this case, actually. For for the competition part of Formula One, especially after they, they kind of wanted something happening with Team Red Bull, right? Because exactly. Team Red Bull just runs away with the damn thing. Exactly, and that's like after seeing the NASCAR finish we saw at Atlanta this past Sunday, where you had three cars at the line and it was almost a fucking tie. That's where it's like, man, you would love something. I mean, you don't obviously don't want the dude to be in trouble, but you'd love something to kind of stalemate the Red Bull thing a little bit, just to kind of even the field up a little bit and try to draw this thing together. But the timing is perfect because they're getting ready, set, go. It's about time to get going with Formula One again. And and I see nothing that's going to get in the way of Red Bull right now, especially now that this cloud has kind of been lifted, you know, they're over the team principle. Um, I think they're locked and loaded and ready to go. And Lewis Hamilton's last run in Mercedes, uh, man, I'd love, I'd love for him to get out there and make a fight. Hell, if anything, I think my hope for him is that he wins a race. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, uh, I would like to see, I would like to see Hamilton take it this year. Um, but we talk about equipment and we talk about, you know, just how good, you know, Team Red Bull is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just the drivers, Rodney. It's 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 the cars that they have. And when we when we say equipment, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about your cars. We're talking yeah. about what they're driving, man. Yeah. Verstappen, yeah, fantastic driver. But I mean, it's not it's not all the driver okay yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a lot of uh, what that what that driver is technology it's a lot of technology in formula one and and the whole thing a lot was, more than there is in nascar and this was and this was the same thing like we see in in sports everywhere christian horner uh the team principal there with the red bull i mean there had been some allegations of inappropriate yeah, behavior or, or, <laughs> yeah in, inappropriate behavior he must have asked her to sit on the copier and tried to make a copy or, or something or uh, i don't know what he did but uh he's been clear of that uh what so. is your what does your mind always go to that well when is they say the, inappropriate it's got to be something like that right i mean what what else is could it, be inappropriate? Maybe a, a mouth and all. I mean, I you know, vulgar language. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, flipping somebody the ball, some, flipping somebody the bird. Why does it have to go to putting your cojones <laughs> on somebody's fax machine or, or printing Xerox machine? Do they say yeah. Xerox in these yeah. days still? Xerox, yeah, Xerox, well, Xerox. Machine. Well, the good thing is they won't be they won't be telling Christian Christian Horner this at the first race. Come on out, you rapist! Jesus Christ! Because uh, apparently he didn't he didn't do it. He got cleared. So so that's all good right there. So, okay. Next yeah. topic. Next topic. What else are we talking about? I don't know what he did. Hey, uh, speaking of inappropriate behavior, uh, and and uh, I'll stop laughing because I'm laughing at the joke that we were making right there. Um, <laughs> did you see? No, Tyreek, I didn't. Tyreek Hill is getting sued. Who? He's getting, he's getting sued by an uh, influencer. I don't know Who if it's... Who is? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, okay. That asked Tyreek Hill. Uh, getting sued by an influencer because apparently they were doing some kind of football drills, and she quote-unquote, was holding her own, but he broke her leg. And so now she's going to sue him. He oh, Say that one the, more time. The, the, they, were doing, they were doing football drills, and I don't know the backstory of why or where they were that they were doing football drills together. Tyreek Hill and, and this influencer, and I don't know who else, but she said, I was holding my own against him, but he broke my leg. Do you have so he, the name of the influencer? I can find it. I can yeah, sure find it. find the name of the influencer and we'll pull up the influencer. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. I, I saw that after we started. And that's how I was like, okay. oh, that can't be right. That can't be right. Yeah, it's um and I'll tell you it's like you find you find the name of our influencer and we're gonna hear from our good friends from Covert B Cave while you're doing that, okay? That's right. That's Hi, right. I'm Dan Cover with my wife Hayden. Welcome to Covert B Cave. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. And y'all be nice to Hayden. All right, so here it is. NFL superstar Tyreek Hill broke plus size influencer's leg by okay, charging at her. With more than, that force. makes a lot more sense. Now yeah. it's starting to add up. Yeah. Sophie Hill. Sophie Hill is her name. Do you have a picture of Sophie Hill? Uh, I'm seeing if I can find one here. Sophie Hill. <laughs> sorry, claims, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have pulled up a picture of Sophie Hill. Sophie but Hill it's all, claims. It's all starting to add up. Bro now. Broke her leg during a backyard football lesson at his Florida mansion last year. Backyard football lesson. What? What in the hell? Um, they, they, cheetah teaching people how to run drills. Teach, cheetah teaching is the cheetah teaching people how to run option routes or something. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. And this says uh, DailyMail.com has obtained the lawsuit Hall brought against the NFL star that says she humiliated Hill when she managed to hold her own, and he retaliated. He turned into fucking Brock Cunningham. <laughs> That's what he did. He turned into my uh, the plus size model claims Hill invited what's her, her what's her name uh, Sophie Hall I'm sorry Hall the the plus size model claims Hill invited her to his home over flirty DMs and is now suing the scandal plague plagued player for battery assault and ne 
Oh, that's negligence. 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 Yeah. So he he invited her over, and I don't have. Well, there's a picture over there, but I'm on a different computer. Um, I'm sure you can find her. Yeah, I got it. I'm, you I'm got, got it. Right here, guys. So so this is what he did, right here. Where's my window? There it is. Okay, so this is the plus that's size model. This is Hall. Sophie Hill. Hall. Or Sophie Hall, yeah. So apparently she's on crutches, and she's you know she's throwing that side that side twist in there, so you don't see the actual full. But that's that's the that's the classic big girl move to where they kind of twist so they don't show their hips or whatnot. But yeah, so now it's all starting to add up just a little. As bit I sit here. sideways. What's that? <laughs> I as said, sit as I sit sideways. So she's thirty five. Claims that the wide receiver broke her leg during a backyard football lesson. Okay, With crushing force. Crushing force. Did she fall on her own leg? If she falls on her own leg, I can see where she probably broke it or whatnot. But yeah, anyways, I don't see how Tyreek is responsible, except for the fact that you know maybe it happened on his property, and um, if she. Uh, did she not sign a waiver? I mean, you got to sign a waiver now for for these things. I I, I don't get it. I don't know. I think Anyways, bad bad bit. You're gonna lose, Sophia. You're gonna lose. That's for sure, oh, man. I, I think um, that's one of those. That's me, one of those mean, things. Wags where. Bobby, if you let me ask you the question here. Yeah. Is that a wood for you? Uh, w o u l d or w o o d? Both. Um, she's cute. Oh man, Rodney! <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't want to play football with her. I mean, if she, if she, um, if she humiliated him, I can only imagine what she's going to do to me. I mean, but at the same time, you know, it's it, it's like this chat, whole thing. Chat, what do we think? Is that a wood? Is that a wood chat? One in the chat for wood WWD or WRD two in the chat for WWD 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 forty. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm good. WWWWRRD. What would Rodney Rodriguez Rodney? Oh my god. But yeah, I don't think she's got a very uh good uh stance right there. Well, I guess we saw her stance on crutches, but I don't think she has a very good case right there uh that she's <laughs> going to be able to uh win that. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where I, if I'm like, "Wags, you want to come over and drink some beer and you fall down my stairs and fucking sue me?" I'm like, "Dude, that's your problem." <laughs> You want to? I, I, man, I just I can't show you her again. I just got I closed the window out and everything. Oh, I'm sorry, too, guys. Jack, you're gonna have to look. What's maybe. what's her name? Sophia Hall. Sophie, so, Sophie Sophie Hall. Hall. All you got to do is look up Sophie Hall and uh, Tyreek Hill. As I say, all you got to do is that. You know, I should be able to just pull it up for you. But I got a lot of things operating right now. So yeah, yeah. Can't really you get that. you get but double. Yeah, that's, all you, Jamie, that's all you got to do. Sophie Hall. Just look her up. Sophie Hall. Yeah, I, I don't think that she's going to um, practice drills. Practice drills. No, but she, I mean, she might find herself on, on a Jardines commercial. That that possible. Well, she, she might become the new model for that. For crying out loud, I, I mean that. Bring the OG she, back. Bring the OG back. Once she's able to walk again, she may become the new model there. I mean, that, I'm still she, going. I'm, I'm pretty sure she can walk. This this happened last year. Oh yeah, yeah. She should be able to walk. Yeah. Right? Why, why did it take so? Unless long? she's milking the hell out of this thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, why did it take so long? She have to get a hip replacement or what? I mean, 
What the hell went on right here? It's like, uh, you know, I was just listening. Oh, okay. He, he's listening. Okay. All so right. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll post the, we'll, we'll post the pick. We'll post the pick. Over. Well, and, and I hope uh, everybody knows if you had AT&T, you're getting a $5 credit for our uh, suffering that we had last week with our phone service and internets and all that stuff not working. I, I got a text and it's like, okay, you're getting a $5 credit on your bill uh, for your distress. And I'm like, $5 credit? Speaking of athlete of the week, I want to talk to Lily. I need a phone call from Lily to call me and explain all this to me. You know, y'all guys know who Lily is on AT&T. That's the, I think we've showcased her a time or two, or maybe Bucky and BK have. But uh, yeah, this uh, young lady right here that's going to try to sue Tyreek Hill, this is not, um, that's just not going to work. That's not going to work. Here she is. <laughs> Sophie Hall is her name. Sophie Hall. Whoa. Yeah, so I mean, she, dude, she'll put it out there for you. Apparently. <laughs> but I mean, this is kind of like, we kind of know what this is about right now. It looks like she's kind of trying to get something from Tyree Kill. That's, I'm, I'm speculating. I mean, when you come over somebody's house and you break your leg while they are doing a drill and you kind of agree to go through the drills or whatnot, and now you're trying to say that you got embarrassed or you embarrassed Tyree Kill and that's why, um, you know, the drills got harder or something like that's where, like, there's a whole bunch of convolution with this story and it gets convoluted or whatnot. Um, I'm not understanding why Tyree Kill is responsible for her injuring herself just because it was on his property. You went ahead and did the drill, lady. Sorry that um, you weren't able to shift some of your athletic weights. I don't. I, I, and again, I don't know how the injury took place. I don't know how the injury happened, but <laughs> bad, bad bit for Sophie here. I'm going to go with Team Tyreek on this one. Yeah, I, 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 I'd love to she's know what kind. Of, she's uh, thick. I'd love to know what kind of drills. I mean, they were trying to do right there. Were they running the ropes or or what? I mean, you remember when you had to run the ropes and high step the ropes and all that shit, or uh, three man roll or it, sure. it, it's the tires, Rodney. You put you know oh, you yeah. got to put your leg in and out of the yeah. tires, man. Or you know maybe you, you push the you you hit the sled, you hit the sled for about ten yards, and then you do the damn tires and you know high well, knees, and then you get the ropes, and then you go under the bars, all that and, stuff, and, ranger know, drills. Wags, I don't want to stereotype her, but she has more than 2 million social media followers, so I think she's one of these people. Call me again. <laughs> Call me again. Yeah, you guys did nothing wrong. I didn't shut up. No, you shut the up. Bye. Goodbye. You shut the Goodbye. Film me. I'm Instagram famous. Bum. <laughs> you bum? She That's called the, the term. bum on the way That's out. That's the term these days. I'm Instagram famous. I don't know if she's Instagram famous, but uh, apparently you need to be more than... Uh, what ten thousand followers to consider yourself a influencer? I tried to call myself a social media influencer, but I'm what seven thousand seven thousand short yeah, of seven thousand to seven thousand less of followers yeah, before I, being I, an influencer. But I want to influence, so come follow me. Follow me. You know, I'll, I'll give you all the types of bullshit to talk about. I'll give you best athletes of the week. How about that? Every what, every Wednesday. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I saw something on, on Facebook where it said my profile, and it said creator. I don't know how the hell it – creator. I didn't put that there. But it said creator, and then it said rising influencer. I'm like, rising? I mean, what is it? Am I, like, dead? <laughs> this is, like, coming up from the dead? Or you, watching, uh, you watching any spring ball today? 
Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to flip it on there. I, I've got to make some calls. I'm going to be burning up phone calls here. I got to do some interviews uh, for some racing stuff around three o'clock. So I'll just kind of park it on MLB TV and uh, let that uh, play. I'll tell you what I would like. Well, actually, I can watch it tonight. Um, Texas women's basketball, huge game in Norman taking on Oklahoma. I mean, th this could be for the uh, Big 12 championship or, or Big 12 conference you know, championship. So I think I may have to turn that on and try to check that uh, out. Uh, a good little preview of it. Right definitely. there. On the um, but ESPN also you got Texas, Plus. you got the Rangers and you got the Dodgers in action mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. early today. So that's maybe right. Get a, get a sneak in on that. Orioles are in action as well. Both uh, the Rangers and the Orioles, only one loss piece between these two squads, man. So, so or, excuse yeah. me. Um, Yeah, no. Or do they? Let me look. I thought I could pull it off of memory here. Now, yeah, Orioles only got one loss. Boom. Yeah. Going up against the Twinkies today, though, guys. The Twinkies. Twinkies. Hey, uh, right quick, I saw this morning uh, Mel Kuyper with another uh, mock draft and this whole quarterback situation. He still has Caleb Williams going to Chicago. Uh, but then then again, I saw that Bears GM Ryan Pohl says he doesn't want to keep um, – wants what's best for – for yeah. for Justin Fields doesn't want to. And we're going to put Justin Fields in a, in in the best scenario and yeah. the best you know the best you know trading since yeah. you know for Justin Fields. Yeah. You ain't thinking about that goal. You're thinking about your ROI. You're thinking about we're, your return. That's what we're you're thinking. Put him about, in man. the best spot. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. send him to the shittiest team we can find. <laughs> you ain't thinking about that. You're entertaining your best deals and your best trades. And oh by the way, you're not going to get the the optimal return on investment if you're looking to trade Fields. So the best thing and guys, I'm, I'm this is a uh, you know, a talking headache at this point, yeah. you know, for me, and I'm going to wear you out with this. I'm going to over-exhaust you with this. Justin Fields needs to remain in Chicago. Stay and when there. it's all said and done with, Justin Fields will remain in Chicago because nobody is giving, nobody is giving the Bears a first-round pick for Justin Fields. You, they will you, give a first-round pick for Caleb Williams. You, they you know will. we'd have heard. You know we would have heard if there was some kind of rumbling going on with all these... We, no, I mean, people keep this shit way too close to the vets, especially during uh, during draft day, man. There's so... Well, and then the so combine many, tomorrow. There's so much smoke and mirrors, Rodney. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, now we got the combine. So the combine, we'll get to see... I mean, I mean, maybe that'll kind of... Nine, long, nine longhorns in the combine? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or eight, um, eight longhorns? So, so Kuiper, then he has Jaden Daniels going to Washington, and he's got uh, Drake May going to New England, and then all the way down at number 12, he's got uh, McCarthy going to Denver, which that, that McCarthy to Denver thing is the one that I keep seeing uh, over and over. Doesn't have Michael Penix in the first round, um, but he seems to have slipped pretty good right there. But um, I, I think two and three are going to be interesting, but it, it's going to all come down to, I mean, I think the whole thing is, for for Chicago, I mean the the only thing is, I mean if you can package this thing up and get rid of that first round pick and just bundle all these different picks and and go and fix other things, maybe that's what you're going to do. I, I just don't think anybody's going to do that. I just think well, yeah, I, the best. And again, we'll we'll talk about it next week too. I'm sure with the Justin Fields debacle and and you know who's going to land Justin Fields, which which part of the field is getting Fields. Yeah. Um, if you want to try yeah. and get cute with it here, um. It you know you put it on paper and you want to do the game theory with all this stuff like you're you're just one the return for Fields is maybe a second a, a pack a package second right you're not mm -hmm. going to get the first okay mm -hmm. you will get a first not only will you get a first this year you'll also get your your first next year which uh, if it's Atlanta you know Jeff and I talked a little bit about this you know about a month ago if it's Atlanta Atlanta's probably going to finish at the top of the top of the pack. Yep. next year so you're probably going to get a pedestrian type of pick probably around 11 or 12 
maybe if if Atlanta falls a, you know, or struggles a little bit and they don't win, they might be eleven and twelve. Best case scenario, but worst case scenario, you're probably going to be around twenty, right? I don't yeah. think Atlanta yeah. uh, making you know a run in postseason play, but I do see them kind of winning their division, at, you know, in, in an optimal setting. So maybe eighteen and nineteen is that draft pick that you're going to receive next year uh, from Atlanta. But that's two picks, all right? That you're still yeah. going to you you know the Bears' original pick next year, coupled with Atlanta's pick uh, yeah. next. Well, you got two picks this year. Okay, that's that's what that's enough to build support around uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. You sure, you sure up your offensive line a little bit, and hell, you even you you address it in the free agency a little bit uh, too. If you want to sure up and get any other, uh, you know, I, I guess vulnerable spots in on that offensive line, you can piece them together. You can sure that up. I, honestly, guys, you know. The value is there for Caleb Williams, but it's not there for um, for Justin Fields, and it's not yeah. off of the personnel thing. It's just basically, you know, what you're willing to give for the number one overall draft pick. That, that's right, because it's because it's going to be a load. I mean, that's a whole thing. A load is expected. Woo, that sounds good. But you know, back to Fields. I mean, if he's going to be out of Chicago, I still think the two best places are Atlanta or Pittsburgh. And and you know the, the Pittsburgh thing is getting more and more interesting. I saw some. I'm not stuff. seeing Pittsburgh. I, I gotta explore this a little bit more. I'm no. I'm wondering why it'd be a great great haul for Pittsburgh, but what mm -hmm. Chicago's not getting anything out of it. Well, that that I think that's a part where it's not beneficial for Chicago to to make that deal. I saw something yesterday, Wags, where they were talking about because uh, Russell Wilson came out early in the week and said he plans to win two more championships. I'm like, uh, have you seen yourself play? Um, you know, probably not going to be in Denver, but I saw it thrown around that maybe it's going to be a landing spot for him to go to Pittsburgh, uh, you know, to work with Mike Tomlin. That, 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 that actually, might work. A lot more than Justin Fields. Um, yeah, that works better, in my opinion. Like, the return, you you need more of a return, and this is, this is legit honesty here. You need more of a return for Justin Fields than you do for... Russell Wilson at this point. That's right. Justin Fields is better than Justin Fields is better than Russell Wilson. That's right. Justin Fields right. will win you more games than Russell Wilson will win you. That's right. That's right. Because you got him going on different paths. You've got a young dude that seems to be finally making his way. And then you've got Russell Wilson that is just falling. And and I think the whole thing is if Russell Wilson fell into that Pittsburgh situation, you there you have the situation again where you got two quarterbacks. So that that, that could be a spot for him, but that's a lot of money, man. It's <laughs> a lot of money for some. And hell, well, if, if you ask if you ask people in Pittsburgh, they still think that Kenny Pickett is their guy, and that's what I've heard. Depending on depending on who you ask in Pittsburgh, they think that Kenny Pickett's their guy, and um, you know maybe they want to give him one more year and uh, a, a shot at a legitimate coordinator and a legitimate offense. So, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really agree with that sentiment and ideology there. I think you know that ship has sailed on Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and, 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 he, he and, took a stab at, at a local kid out of pit, and it didn't. That's right. Didn't work. That's right. It, and it Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh needs to address this because I mean, Cincinnati. There, you're going to get Burrow back. Uh, you've got T. Higgins on the on the on the on the franchise tag and all of that. Nineteen million. Nineteen million. And of course, you know, uh, there was flirtation with. Uh, with the Jets and the Raiders yep. making a deal to try yep. and get Devontae Adams over there. That's yep. not going to happen. They yep. already put a stop on that saying that, yep. no, he's a Raider. Devontae Adams isn't going anywhere. So And Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland ain't getting no worse. So, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, they yeah. need to address this. They, they they need to figure out what the hell they want to do at that quarterback position if hey, Kenny is not going to be the guy. Jordan and Jeff, what's going on, my dudes? 
Uh oh, you're, you're muted, muted, my man. Oh, look at him. You're still you're still muted. How you doing, Jordan? Damn. <laughs> I was you're gonna good. let him figure it out. <laughs> I have spent uh some of my morning watching the UIL hearing uh for North Shore and a few other programs. Hey Wags, I'm gonna, I'm having microphone issues. Sorry, I, mean, I got you now. You're I'm good. gonna bump off and come back on. Hang on. All right, right on. Yeah. <laughs> I got you now there. You're good. I've uh um, what, I've what just been watching are you going down with? They trying to move districts or are they in trouble? Oh hell no. Nah. People in trouble. Uh this is the this is the meeting for uh, the guys who so I know y'all probably aren't tuned in. Oops. I know y'all probably aren't tuned in a ton, but um North well, Shore. We used to call weeks. high school football. We're we're we still do. Yeah, I still do. Yeah. Oh, got, yeah, no. yeah, he still does. So he's he know he's entrenched. He's got a, a good pulse on the damn thing. But what's up, man? Tell me about this. North Shore, one of their uh coaches got caught, or not got caught was exposed uh, by the DeCaney head coach for DeCaney has a four-star tight end. We have ranked as a top 100 player named Nick Townsend and uh, the uh, North shore, the, it was the offensive coordinator such tight ends coach sent him a DM. Like you're a tight end. Like we can make something work with like his phone <laughs> number attached. And he, the kid, it ended up getting back to the DeCaney head coach. I know I, I said y'all probably aren't in t touch with high school football. I meant outside of like Central Texas. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got But the I, I blanking on his name, but the Decaney head coach is like uh, kind of off his rocker a little bit, where he he's gonna say any thought that goes through his head is gonna get said. Um, and so oh, he's a wagon. I got he got <laughs> he got a hold of the screenshot of the North Shore's head coach or the the North Shore coach who had reached out. And tweeted it and was like, I'm tired of everyone calling North Shore a dynasty and the thing. I remember hearing this. I they get away with this all the time and like I'm not letting it slide. And it was basically a snowball effect of like all the other programs in Houston, like were like, Yeah, like they're basically me tooing North Shore, mm -hmm. effectively. Um mm -hmm. nice. And that's what a decent amount of uh, the UIL hearing is about. They ended up suspending the coach for three years from all UIL activities. Because he admitted to doing it, most of the time the coaches will like strongly deny Any it. Sanctions or infractions on North Shore? Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't watched enough of it, um, and I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I saw Lake Travis and Hank Carter was also on there, and I I didn't know what it was about, but I found out through a buddy it was because uh, yeah, that's a uh, the Leander running back apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that was a whole deal i didn't even know about that and that, that kid plays yeah. for the seven on seven program i work yeah. for so yeah uh yeah, that's... Wait, lake <laughs> from leander oh hell no i don't it's not oh, a lake I'm travis gonna... team it's a it's a team with kids from all over central Texas. That's, but... and that's that's one of the things jordan where, where it's always like at the beginning of every football season as i'm getting ready to broadcast you know i'm going through and i'm trying to figure out what's what's happening in central texas and i'm like so and so is now over here and i'm like what and and it's like drastic, you know. Oh, they just moved, and it's like a drastic move, you know, from Mainer to, you know, not mentioning places, but it's but like, they're, but they're they're out of they're out of uh they're out of the damn division that they were in, like twenty five, you know, four A or 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 twenty six five A or whatnot. Now they're in twenty three or or yeah. or twenty two five A. Yeah, and and I don't know about I don't know how y'all feel about transferring in high school i understand all the different takes and i understand the the high school coaches side of it but like me personally at the end of the day like i, I got into this job not because it pays the most but because i like working with kids and mm -hmm. at the end of the day i always want what's best for the kids so right. you know if that's transferring to another program where you can actually get seen at and get the ball at 
then that's, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to support you. But, you know, like, I, I again, I understand why people don't like high school transferring and transferring in high school. But at the end of the day, like, if it can help a family and a kid achieve free college, like, I'm so for it. So. I'm with you there too, man. It, this is coming from a father who is a, you know, an athlete or a student athlete. Um, You go to a school that has 4,500 kids in it, right? And there's only 12, 14 spots on a basketball team. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's uh, and, and and anywhere and you know damn well that you know you're one of your high scores on the team in AAU or you're one of the high scores on a team you know a year ago. But hell, it, any any type of talent can walk through the door. You know the next year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. tremendous freshmen well. can can come through the door and then your spot goes away. So with forty five hundred kids, there's there's only certain few spots to fill and it works out well for you know football teams when you have teams that have like 14 spots or 12 spots. Yeah, I'm with the students. If you need to better yourself and go to another institution or another school, I'm with you, Jordan. Go ahead and do it, man. Yeah. I'll always be for the players over the the owners or whatnot. What poisons the well, though, on the transfer deal is I 100% get what you're saying, Jordan. And we do hear about kids that do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. and, and the UIL shoots them down. What poisons the well is when a coach invests time in a kid and you put in all the resources and you promote the kid, and you have the kid's best interest at yep. heart, and then that kid legit gets poached by another school. Yep. That's yep. what poisons the well. It makes it hard for the kids that want to do the legitimate transfer the right way. Yeah. Yeah, a great a great friend and coach of mine uh, down here in Central Texas has had that happen to him a couple of times. And it's it's one of those scenarios to where he's like, look, my, my school academically is one of the best in the country, but people don't want to come here to play football. I just, that, that just doesn't happen. They come here, they're good, and then they move. They're gone. And and that part sucks. That part hey, sucks. Hey, what's going on does, in the Texas does, does your buddy coach at Westwood? Hey! <laughs> you know my man, Anthony Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Nail on the head right there. Ding, ding, ding. The craziest dude in all of high school football, man. Hey, Rodney, yeah. I think, I, I think, we've, I think uh, we've gone over this. Is it Coach Wood or is it Coach Cheshire at Stony Point that's the longest tenured coach? In our part they, of the state, they are neck and neck. Um, they the same year. I, I think they're. I think they are on the same year, which okay. right now is is right around eighteen or nineteen for those guys that they have been there. Um, Stony Point could have them beat if he waits like two or three more years. Better question: yeah. Which one of those coaches is drinking you under the table? <laughs> well, the bad, the bad thing is, I mean, you got to feel bad for Stony Point because the run they were on in the early 2010s, and then here comes fucking Cedar Ridge, and it's like, boom, all that's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now, Cedar Ridge stole the hell out of that backyard, man. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a lot of the talent. A lot of that talent from Stony Point is over there at Cedar Ridge, wearing the black and purple. That's for sure. Man, hey, Jones, I got to get out of here, man. Y'all yeah, have a great day. It. Have a great show. We'll talk yep. to you tomorrow, man. Should have been two state titles there with Stony Point, and then boom, this here guy, it was. This, it was all they gone. got close, man. They got close. They got real damn close. Real damn close. Deuce one, right, baby. Run forever. Deuce one. Run forever. <laughs> See you guys. Take care, guys.